pilgrims. It's time for your favorite world-traveling, Bible-toting, soul-winning, Satan-hating, tried, tested, and triumphant host, Pastor A.J. Harold. Just a quick reminder to not be weary in well-doing, for as peculiar pilgrims, we're just watching, waiting, and working. Buckle up, and let's ride. I can't believe it. 2023 is quickly coming to an end, and as I survey the past 11 months, I am truly thankful for what the refining fire of God has done on my life and also on the life of my family. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. My family learned the song entitled, I Want My Life to Count for Jesus, during the summer of 2022 at Bible Camp, and I believe that song lit a fire under several of my children. I strongly believe that Jesus is coming again and coming soon. Yet, notice what Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 and 3 says, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. The Lord has been a refiner of the hearts and souls of my family. Let me quickly explain how he is like the refiner's fire and the fuller's soap. What does that even mean? With the refiner's fire, some would bring a lump of gold or silver, and the refiner would use fire to burn off the dross and purify the precious metal. In a similar fashion, people would bring their wool to the fuller, and he would use soap to clean the wool and remove the impurities so that what would be left of the wool is simply purity. A refiner is one who removes the dross or the rust or crusty part of the metal that is worthless in comparison to the gold or silver that is being refined or purified, thus making it more of a precious metal and really even more costly. A fuller is one who removes the stains and the filth from a piece of wool by scrubbing with the fuller's soap. The refiner uses fire and the fuller uses soap, both with the same goal of removing impurities altogether. One of the things that I learned in my study of the refiner and the fuller were sometimes the same individual were both the refiner and the fuller. Therefore, wisdom, understanding, and perfect tender care would obviously be important to the application of either the fire or the soap. I strongly believe 
that my family has been in the possession of the refiner for some time now. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. Our family is being consumed by the refiner's fire. And as I survey 2023, I have to be honest. I love it. It doesn't come without criticism, though. I was just told something that really hurt and stayed with me for several hours after I was told this by a certain individual. Let me give you the context. I'm thankful, this individual said, I'm thankful for your family and what your family does, but, you know, that's your children. You? Well, let's just say we tolerate you. Now, that would be funny any day of the week in my book. I mean, if it were said in jest, I would laugh. I would actually probably have a good sharp comeback. I love to joke. I love to make fun of people and poke fun at people. But this was not said in jest at all. This was said as a reproof and almost a warning. You know, we tolerate you. This person was criticizing me for several decisions that I have made over the last year regarding my family and how he completely disagreed with me and my approach to parenting. Hey, by the way, I never even asked for his opinion. <laughs> so I said to him what I have said to a few folks in the last several weeks. Again, that is in the context of what my family has been doing over the last couple of years, really. I said this, well, as a dad, I must strike while the iron is hot. That phrase means, you know, strike while the iron is hot. That phrase means to take early action. The term strike while the iron is hot derives from a blacksmith striking a horseshoe or some other metal when the temperature of the metal was exactly right. If the blacksmith would wait too long, then the metal would cool down and it wouldn't be able to be shaped in any direction like a metal becoming a horseshoe. They wouldn't be able to do that. They had to strike while the iron was hot. One of the earliest examples of it was found in 1566, and it was recorded in Richard Edwards. This is what he said. I have plowed the harvest, and I stroke when the iron was hot. Now, way back in 1566, they understood that you have certain amount of time that you need to strike while the iron is hot. Again, when a blacksmith works iron, he heats it to make it moldable, then places it on an anvil and hammers it into shape. Iron only stays hot long enough to work for a limited amount of time. So a blacksmith must strike while the iron is hot to succeed. Here are a few uh, synonymous terms or sayings that may bring more insight to you. Again, strike while the iron is hot. You could say it this way. Seize the opportunity. Make the most of the moment. Act promptly. Grasp the chance. 
carpe diem, <laughs> which is Latin for seize the day, seize the moment, act decisively. I must be honest and stress to you here right now that these words that I heard, we tolerate you, they stung for about four hours or so after I heard them. But what it provoked me to do was revisit a few scriptures and have a little talk with my Savior. So first, I grabbed my Bible. I thought about Psalm 119, 165, which says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Why was I so offended at his words? Honestly, I was offended not because of what he said, because people will always say things about me, good, bad, or ugly. I was more offended because my pride was hurt. If I truly loved the word of God in that moment, I would have experienced a tremendous peace instantly instead of a sad four hours later. Even as I type this out, I'm listening to the song that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full at his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. My eyes went to myself, and I allowed my pride to guide me. After realizing this, I then examined my last few days, weeks, and months. I asked myself and the Lord in prayer if I'm doing what was right and pleasing to Him. I found great comfort in the fellowship that I had with my Lord as I examined who was leading me, my life, and my family. My conclusion was so comforting. The refiner is, the fuller is, he's leading me, he's molding me, he's washing me with his fuller soap. And the most amazing part to me is that he's doing, to, uh, doing the same in the hearts of my children. I've had some of the most intimate and spectacular chats with a few of my children this year. But why? Why is he using his refining fire and his fuller soap? I truly believe it's because I'm following him or sure trying to. I believe he's working because I'm following him. I'm striking while the iron is hot. So before I close out this episode, I want to give you an acronym that may be a source of help or encouragement to you to take up your cross and follow him. Remember, Luke 9.23 says this, And he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Pilgrims, I don't want you to let your pride hinder your progress. Again, I don't want you to be like me. For about four hours, I let my pride hinder my progress. So, here we go. The word is fire. As I said before, I must strike while the iron is hot. We must allow the fire to do its part in the perfect plan of the refiner. So, letter F stands for our Father. What brought me great comfort after being punched in the stomach by a fist full of harsh words 
What, what made me have a sense of comfort was going back to my secret place. I grabbed my King James Bible and I talked to my heavenly father about it. I often take you to Psalm 91.1 and here we are again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As a father of 12, there has been many times when my own children get hurt in the process of this life. And to be honest, it's such a blessing to be the person they run to just to receive comfort and strength. Just this morning, my wife and twin sons left very early to go deal hunting at some Dollar Generals in our local area. My four-year-old woke up really early as a result of them leaving, and he found himself all alone in the house. I mean, we were there, but everybody was sleeping. I was awake, but in my room. And so what he did was knocked on my door, and I was, again, already up. So I said, who is it? And he said, can you come out here and be with me? He wasn't scared. But he didn't want to be alone. So instead of waking up anyone else, he was willing to wake me up just to be with him. Again, I was already awake, but he didn't care. <laughs> he, he knocked on my door regardless. And he said, can you come out here and be with me? How many times do we run to someone else when your heart is heavy or when your heart is hurt? How many times do we wake up our friends and neglect running to our Heavenly Father first? Pilgrims, please run to your Father. James 4, 8 says, draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Isaiah 64, verse 8 says, But now, O Lord, thou art our Father, we are the clay, and thou art potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. There's something so unexplainably amazing about being in the hand of our Heavenly Father. Don't forsake that. No father, no fire. So run to your heavenly father. Letter I stands for identification. I remember when I turned 16 years old, I went and passed my driver's test on my second attempt. I was so happy when I was told that I passed my driving test. Immediately, I went inside of the DMV to turn in my paperwork and get in line to take my picture for my driver's license. Depending on where you go uh, and what you're doing, you may need such a card, an identification card, and you need to tell them here it is. They will ask for your identification card. This card has several different points of information about me, but the biggest piece is my photo. The picture helps others know that I am who I say I am. What if I spend so much time with my father that when he begins to show me things in my life that needed to be removed or renovated, I mean, what would he do? If I believe he wants some things to change, would I be willing or would I kick against the pricks? We have an option. 
when he turns on the fire to restore or remove or renovate our identity, we have a choice. I want to encourage you. Strike while the iron's hot. Remember how this all started back in Genesis. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So God is the one who has given you your identity in the first place. And sometimes we can mess things up. Sometimes we can completely fail. So he turns on that fire as the refiner would, and he desires to place us, uh, excuse me, place us back on the anvil, take his hammer and restore us back to the identity that he wants. I mean, our identity must be found in Christ. Jeremiah chapter one, verse five says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Pilgrims, almighty God loves you. He wants to use you and he has a specific plan for your life. And if you and I ever get bent out of shape, he as the refiner will use that refiner's fire and strike while the iron is hot, reshaping our identification to exactly what pleases him. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Remember 1 Peter 2, 9, which says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Isaiah chapter 41, excuse me, 43, verse 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Let the Father adjust your identification, for this is all a part of the refiner's striking while the iron is hot. How about letter R? We've got F-I, now letter R. Letter R stands for return. I had the privilege of spending a week with some dear new friends, the Canterbury family. Brother Canterbury told me about how he had to sharpen his knife because it was rather dull. Pilgrims, as believers, we are always children of God. And I'm thankful that we cannot lose our salvation, but we can become dull. We can lose our sharpness with much use. And we'll need to return back to the refiner from time to time for his blessing of his refining fire. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 40 says this, Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. That man that said to me, we just tolerate you, actually helped me return back to the refiner who then sharpened me in a new and living way unlike anyone else 
truly good. I needed that visit with the refiner, which brings me to letter E, the last letter. Letter E stands for engage. Engage. We start with our father. We allow him to reshape, remold, renovate, remove our identity. And then we return when we need to. But as we receive the refining fire and as we get sharpened and as we get reshaped, listen, when you have spent time under the refiner's fire, you come out like a new tool ready to engage whatever calling the Lord has just equipped you with. He's refined you for a purpose, maybe a new purpose. Therefore, my friends, engage. The word engage means to enlist, to bring into a party. As soon as the refiner is finished, you now have the free will to choose whether or not you're going to engage, whether or not you're going to enlist. He's willing to bring you into his party, if you will, or his family for a strategic purpose, but... The engagement or enlistment is completely up to you. When I joined the military, it was of my own free will and choice. I was not drafted into the military, but rather I chose to enlist. How about you? Will you enlist in the Lord's army? Will you engage? I mean, the refining fire, the soap of the fuller, it's going to purify you. It's going to reshape you. But when it's done, are you going to engage? Are you going to enlist? Are you going to accept the call to do what only God can do through you? Pilgrims, allow the refiner to do a work with you. Allow the fuller soap to cleanse you and then engage and never let up. Thank you for listening and I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family. We would not exist if it were not for pilgrims just like you. If you'd like to donate to help us with the cost of these productions, use Cash App at Peculiar Pilgrims and you won't regret it. Also, you can email us anytime with your compliments, complaints, critiques, and even criticism at peculiarpilgrimspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, fellow pilgrims, never let up.